Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night, like Darren and Cole. But I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. And uh, we're, we're talking about uh, online simulators for Vanguard and for other TCGs. Uh, I just wanted to do a quick aside, though, and uh, say yay about the the Chauvin verdict. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know uh, people I hate when we get political. Nancy Pelosi's response is among the worst responses <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> it was um, just the kind of thing of, like, just don't. I don't. cannot. I don't even <laughs> want to repeat it. Like, just look it up. It's real bad. And it, it gets worse the more she talks. It's 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 atrocious. It, it Like, it, this plus the, what was it, the dashiki from a few oh, months ago? God. Like, one more, one more, like, faux pas like that, and we've hit the, like, tone-deaf hat trick. No, no, she's, we no. already know she's tone-deaf. Yeah, but the hat like, trick. She is, but... she is a, something else. Yeah. Anywho, uh, <laughs> one of them was got. Yep. Got one. It's a uh, drop yep. in a decades-long stupid bucket. More than decades, brother. Century and some change. <laughs> How long has the U.S. been around? <laughs> uh, 100 and... Oh, 150 years. Yeah, de- uh, century and a half. Because oh, I, yeah. I, I forget Wait, the 70s. It's been more than 150 years since the U.S. has been around. Oh, oh you mean like literally... Okay, yeah, 16, literally. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm going all the way back. 1619. I'm, I'm, I'm counting all those counts. Okay, yeah, so centuries, plural. Uh, yeah. Anywho. But uh, yeah, so talking about... Uh, online hosting clients for uh, Vanguard and for other TCGs. Oh, That's been a... On the... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say... say we... Go. I was going to say we should start off with the ones that have legit clients, right? Yeah. Um, do you want to start with Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh first? Uh, well, since Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't have an actual legit client, we should probably start with Magic. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Magic has a couple of your clients. They have the older client, which is Magic, um, Magic the Gathering Online, uh, formerly called many other things. Uh, some people call it Modo if they're very old, like me, um, which stands for Magic Online Draft Online. And uh, they have a new, more recent client, Magic the Gathering Arena, which is supposed to be like their mobile, tablet-y version, mo- more modern version of Magic. Um, I think Magic is a pretty complicated card game. And so the fact that they have an online client that even mostly works is pretty pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> granted, there's still lots and lots of bugs on the client, um, but it, uh, Magic the Gathering Online, the original client, does work for playing a lot of uh, old formats, for example. Does and it, it has almost every card. Uh, d- does it work with, like, where it, it plays out the effects for you, or is it just like you got to move the cards yourself? No, it plays out all the effects for you. Okay. Yeah, you just have to pay the mana and, like, you know, make all those decisions, mm-hmm. and then it does everything else. Yeah. It even reminds you of triggers, which is, uh, which is actually pretty relevant. So you know it does it does it does everything for you. It's a completely automatic client. The downside of Magic the Gathering Online is that you need to purchase cards. But in some some people see that as a benefit because you can always get the cards you want by buying them from an online store. Um, so there is like a, a literal economy for Magic Online. Oh, interesting. I didn't you know can it... literally buy the cards you want. Okay, but I mean, for... they handle pricing for that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like anything else. Uh, Moto prices are in general do not reflect real life at all. The cards are wildly different. Like a Black Lotus is like what, like eight, seventy bucks or something on, on Magic Online, mm-hmm. uh, because it came out like in a special set. Um, but like some cards, like um, Rishadon Port, used to be like three hundred dollars online when it was not that in real life. Uh, 
but now those prices it's got reprinted since then so it's not that anymore but like the prices like very, fluctuate very very wildly okay um is there anything pushing those fluctuations or is it just like at a certain time stuff goes up or down um, based on so certain standard cards that get really really expensive because you can redeem sets on magic online and what i mean by that is if you would get a complete set of a new of a new set like a new standard legal set if you get a complete set you can redeem that set for a paper set oh wait so you, so you can turn to magic online and be like i have this vir virtual set and then they will send you correct the cards they will mail you a set and if you get all foils of the set they will mail you a full version of the set that is so cool yeah it's super nifty and that was kind of like the big draw originally to magic online but that's like less of the reason now now people use it to play formats that they otherwise couldn't play in real life like vintage which vintage is basically unplayable in real life unless you want to spend 50 grand mm -hmm. but on magic online vintage decks are around a thousand dollars i mean that's still a lot it's but... still a lot right but, like, it's fairly easy to resell cards on Magic Online. It's basically just, like, you can just, like, buy a deck, and we get tired of it selling for almost the same price. Oh, so you don't have random, like, meta changes? Transactions are almost instantaneous. Yeah. Because everyone has, like, bots buying and selling. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to kind of, like, push, push like, just buy and sell everything on Magic Online. Um, so... That's one bonus of Magic Online. The downside is it's, it's uh, well, Magic Online, you know, you can only play, like, you're not going to have those cards in real life, so the money you spend on Magic Online is kind of sunk into Magic Online for that time. Um, it's also hard to explain to people, right? Because, right. like, it's already hard to be like, hey, so I spent a bunch of money on shiny cardboard. Now you go, I spent a bunch of money on shiny cardboard that's also virtual. Well, the difference is, like, people play gotcha games, so people can't even, like, those people can't comment. Right. No, but it's more like trying to explain it to your girlfriend like, or your family. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But, you know. Or boyfriend or whomever. Just don't. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. like, I've told this story on the show before, but I can't remember how long ago it was. But my sister used to ride horses when she was younger. And uh, I remember a few years ago, my mom goes, why do you spend so much money on a on a card game it's just pieces of shiny cardboard i'm like mom you spent thousands of dollars on my sister on a horse for her entire childhood and i'm at least using my own money to do this and she goes okay <laughs> and there's nothing really to say about that <laughs> there was nothing like, else to say the idea that like some hobbies are like more mm, what's the word some hobbies are, like, cool. better than others. It's just completely absurd. Yeah, they're hobbies. Uh, just do, what, do whatever makes you happy. Who cares? Yeah, they cost money. Money Hobbies cost money. That's Correct. also a thing, uh, like, especially for Vanguard, I noticed for these players where they're like, my collection is worthless now. I'm like, guys, it, it's a hobby. It like, like, art's an incredibly expensive hobby. Yeah. But God, I don't want people to stop doing that. Yeah. So, like, it is what it is. But no hobby is better than anybody else's. Like, if your hobby is reading books, that's fine. If your hobby is playing card games, that's fine. But, you know, do whatever you want. If, you're, if your hobby is podcasting, that's fine. Patreon.com no, slash Nexus at night, so it stops being a hobby. <laughs> if your uh, hobby is podcasting, stop. <laughs> it kind of it's is. A different hobby. But usually people have, imagine, I'm a man, I can't wait for the day to have a podcast about podcasting. <laughs> there has to I be honest, one, doesn't it? I, you would think. Okay. There's a podcast about, like, I did a podcast about fan fiction. That's pretty dumb. Like, right, right. But a podcast about podcasting would be like the peak 
Uh, how? No, there's surely this has been done. Uh, this hey, is stupid. like too obvious. It's literally a sketch in college humor. There's like a thing where it's like the podcast about podcasting. Yes. Oh, I, I will have to so. find it somewhere, but it's in. There. Right, I will. I, I will. I will watch you post it and then not watch it. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just to be about it. So something yeah, about so Magic Online. Yeah. Uh, again, costs uh, usually costs real money to get cards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Magic Arena, on the other hand, is made to be kind of their challenge to Hearthstone ish. Um, it again does all the mechanics for you. You just have to play the cards. It can auto tap for you, which is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, because sometimes it has weird it has weird ideas of what the best way to tap for you is, and will oh. t- often tap into the abilities for some reason, or like t- t- not leave colors up for cards in your hand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, so uh, but it it can basically be played without actually doing too much. Um, you can like put like mostly go infinite as it were without spending a bunch of money. It's pretty quick to get your first deck built, but building lots of decks gets very expensive due to the uh, stranglehold of rare of what we call wild cards. And the downside to Magic Arena is that you have to, in order to get cards, you have to buy a bunch of packs or get a bunch of wild cards somehow, which is awful. <laughs> Go on. Uh, well, ba- like, basically the idea is that, like, you have to keep, like, they don't give you a way to, like, buy wild cards. They don't give you a way to buy any, like, specific cards. So you just have to keep opening packs until you get, until you get what you need or get the wild cards you need. That's very annoying. Like even yeah. in real life, you can go all right, go on eBay, go on TCG Player, go on whatever, and look for a specific card. And since every good land in Magic is at the rare slot, ah, uh, buddy, that's the engine that makes your deck run. Why did my voice crack? But you're like twelve or something. I don't know. Uh, or just like when I, when I get distressed about nerdy topics, my voice cracks. <laughs> yeah so um yeah that's kind of my big frustration with magic arena um is mostly that that it's just really annoying to get decks put together but those are kind of the magic ones so those are like the most official ones not talking about online tcgs at all basically or ccgs or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. um yeah i'm titling the ep- uh, the episode uh, online tcg blues so Vanguard almost had a legit client, and then uh, they decided no. Yeah, we'll get to that company, in a bit. Because the company that they got to make it made a much more successful game. Wait, seriously? They they just blue-balled Bougierot? I didn't know that's how that worked. Like, I'm pretty sure it's like a joke, but... Oh. I mean... That um, was a thing that happened, I'm pretty sure. Oh. And then uh, Hearthstone... Wasn't Hearthstone also made by Wizards of the Coast? No, Hearthstone no. is made by Blizzard Entertainment. Blizzard, right, sorry. Lumped them together. Oh, uh, yeah, Hearthstone is based off Warcraft. Okay, that makes sense. And Hearthstone's an interesting game. Um, basically, the client's pretty okay. It ha- it's kind of laggy sometimes. I'm not a huge fan of the... I don't think it's, like, the best card game client, but it's pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Especially with Arena now, or Battlegrounds nowadays. It gets really laggy sometimes. Is Battlegrounds like a game mode or something? Yeah, it's kind of like their auto battler, like um, auto chess or team by tactics or any of that nonsense. I, it occurs to me that you probably know what none of those are. Exactly. I was going to say, is it just like you watch the well, game? Well, the listeners probably know what that is. Hmm? The listeners probably do. I don't. 
right, right. Yeah. So basically, it's like you like everyone kind of has like a similar thing. You have like a hero that has a power, and like you just like buy cards and like build a board basically, and then those boards automatically fight each other with you doing nothing. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think I've seen that before, but I just thought that was a thing with like that's how your battle phase worked. Was it just played itself out? Or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, but you still have to like buy cards and do uh, in position. Gotcha, gotcha. It's kind of the same for all these auto battlers. Oh. Um, and then uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I know a little bit more about in terms mm -hmm. of uh, what they. Yeah, do. so there are. We should be careful how we talk about the Yu-Gi-Oh! ones, just in case somebody actually listens to this. Um, <laughs> Why? Because like, we don't want to give them the wrong. So there's like what Dueling Book, right? Is like the one that's probably used the most. Yes, uh, Dueling Book is the one you typically see like uh a lot of a lot of ud tubers will use that or they'll use uh Edo pro the other one which we'll get to in a bit um but the thing with, with dueling book is it is up to you the player to do everything um yep. yeah so you have to be the one that goes like move card here declare main phase one put in the chat i'm activating this effect or like declare effect um that sort of thing and uh, it's good for training for, like, real life because it's basically just the real-life card game, but it's on your computer. Um, not really good for someone who hasn't been around in a long time and you're, like, trying to get back into it and you haven't read all the cards yet because you missed about uh, eight years and then everyone's like, I'm doing this and then that and then this and all over here. And then you're like, hang on, hang on, i got to read everything. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, it used to be called Dueling Network. That's how uh, how old I remember it being. Uh, I remember that one. Yeah, but it also uh, is not owned by Konami. It, it's uh, yeah, it is a it is a fake one. It's yeah, an imposter as well. Is it as the kind of thing where like Konami ceased and desisted Dueling Network, and then they came back as Dueling Book, and then there's just, they're just kind of looking the other way, or what's going on? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Konami is like well. People who want to play, I, I don't know what Konami's thought process is. Uh, it's kind of bizarre, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what their decision is. They just kind of don't know. It. Like, they certainly must know about it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a thing where they don't have time to get to it, and they're just like, oh, just let them have their fun. I don't even know if that's it. But either way, I think they just realized that they'll probably still sulk. If they put... It could have even turned out that they realized they sell more cards with people playing on Dueling Book, and they just like, well, whatever. Yeah, definitely. Well, because the, the good thing about having online clients for this sort of thing is being able to test before you buy. Right. Um, and it, it, it even makes people like more excited about the deck that they're thinking of. Because they I mean, Konami screws NA anyway when they just like print cards that were common and secret. Oh, oh, like when they go from OCG to TCG? Yeah. Super annoying. Uh, I <laughs> remember uh, Teledad going from a rare to a secret rare. Or not Teledad, Dark Arm Dragon. Yeah. In, uh, or, you know, like Zodiac Barrage, common to secret. Ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, that, that's like one major upside about having these online clients is being able to test what it is you want to play before you maybe mm -hmm. decide to do it in person. Or... Uh, it's like being able to uh, vicariously live through the stream. Like, maybe you just want to play the deck once, but you don't want to buy the whole thing. Um, and I think that's right. what these online clients are good for. Because, uh, like, there's also Edo Pro for Yu-Gi-Oh! 
which uh, is kind of like um, wait, which one was was the auto playing one? Magic line. Okay, so kind of like Modo, where the effects will resolve based on what you decide, and it will tell you like, okay, you can. Summon... Sometimes you, if you don't read your cards, it just won't tell you why you can't do something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's definitely like, like been if you a just thing. don't know that missing the timing is a thing that exists. Yeah. Um, but that's also good because it like inadvertently teaches you stuff where you're like, okay, I guess I can't do that because on dueling book maybe the per other person doesn't know the ruling or they're not paying attention because they're watching that '70s show and something gets by them. Um, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Hyper specific that's reference. A very specific distraction. <laughs> You see, this has to be Chainlink 1. Yeah? yeah? Where does it say that? Um, well... <laughs> see this word at the front here? Yeah. See, that, that's what I like about EdoPro, is that I can, like, be doing it while doing something else, and then what, once you decide what to do, the, the game, like, executes it for you. Um, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, because especially, like, at, at my at my job, which I, I goof off at my job, sue me. Uh, I have a lot of time where I'm waiting for something to upload or download or print, where I have, you know, a couple of minutes free. But I can't devote all of my attention to that, so I have to be, if I'm playing a simulator for something, i got to have stuff that, like, auto-fills in the actions for me. Um, not sure that that would be someone's uh, reason for picking one simulator or another. Because they're like, you know what, I'm, I pick Edo Pro because it means I can goof off at work. Thumbs up toward the camera. Like, that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I like that you have the option between one or the other, and they both have um, different uh, even formats, like uh, Magic does, where you have like a goat control mm -hmm. thing, or you can do traditional if you want to. Well, you can't really play goat on, uh, on Edo Pro very well. Why is that? I've never uh, tried it. Ruling shenanigans, right? Oh, because it's not made for that because it doesn't know about priority or um, right. the field spell thing. Right. So uh, he, he, so Dueling Book is a bit better for that. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought they had programmed it into Edo Pro. Cause they oh, have they might a... have now. I'm not sure, but oh. at the time. I, I, or my last recollection is that it's not on there. Oh, okay. Or it wasn't on there in a good way or something. Yeah. Root Beer, anything to add about all this? Not particularly. I don't use any of them all that much. Oh, okay. Um, and then the last one for, for Yu-Gi-Oh, the last major one, is... is uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Duel Links. Oh, the phone game? Yes. yes. Which still technically counts, though that's a... God. Whole thing. That, that, that one's official, too. Yeah, so Duel Links is made by Konami. It's you know sponsored by them. The whole kicker, though, is that it's almost a whole different universe where uh, you have a different set of rulings and a different ban list, and uh, so you have stuff like there's only three fields, uh, field zones instead of five. Um, you have a player skill, which is like, uh, I guess, I don't really know what to call it. I know it's a thing in Rush Duels, which I haven't really gotten into. but uh, I also have not. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Rush Duel is just Duel Links. Yu-Gi-Oh! is lucky I care about even normal Yu-Gi-Oh! format. Much less <laughs> random other Yu-Gi-Oh! formats. That's fair. Um, but uh, it's a very popular online game. You have people 
who just play uh, Duel Links by itself. They don't play the real TCG. Oh, I know people like that too. Yeah, or 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 it's like uh, for people who have been done a long time, it turns into like a gateway drug because they're like, oh, I can just get it on my phone and it's free. Uh, and then it turns into a thing where it's like, maybe I should get the cards in real life. I kind of miss it. And then you're off to the races again. I'm pretty sure that's why Konami made it. Uh, and then you get to buy, you know, your $100 access code talker or something, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that is one rule I set for myself in Vanguard Zero was no buying anything in the game with actual money. Um, <laughs> and I managed to stick to it this whole time, so. Nice. Yeah. I just don't play Vanguard Zero. That's understandable. Yeah. Um, so, Vanguard Zero? <laughs> Transitioning yeah. into Vanguard? <laughs> uh, Vanguard Zero certainly exists, that's true. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like, Duel Links is a completely different beast from regular Yu-Gi-Oh!, but, like, the overall flow of the game, even though, like, the meta is different and you have things like skill, is still, like very similar to actual Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, you can transition from Duel Links to real Yu-Gi-Oh! and vice versa, and I think you will be fine. And compared to that, the extreme amounts of ruling and gameplay changes between Zero and the regular TCG are just like... It's a completely different game at that point. Almost, yeah. I mean, the, the, the major thing for... Vanguard that's different is how defending and how your perfect guards work. Um, mm -hmm. Where agency has kind of been uh, taken completely out of it. Where your grade twos in the front row um, are now your guarding from hand. You no longer have the agency as the player to do so. And perfect guards are just used automatically. If someone has a uh, an extra crit while you're at three damage or more, or if you're at five damage, uh, it will just use the perfect guard. Mm -hmm. whether you want it to or not. Um, right. I That's probably just to make the UI go quicker, because you don't want... Well, they don't want people, like, inputting actions on the opponent's turn at all. Yeah. Like, that's what Hearthstone decided to, right? Is that they don't want your... Like, you don't... They don't want you to, uh, the, the not-turn player to have decisions to make mm -hmm. on their I, opponent's turn. I think that's good for something like, you know, you're on the bus, and you, you gotta look down from your phone to get off or get on. It kind of makes sense for what it is, but in terms of, like, actual gameplay, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Right. Yeah. Um, I do like that unhit effects are way better in uh, Vanguard Zero than they are in real life, because there is no, you know, voluntary shielding. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it definitely made deck building a whole lot different. Like, the unhit counterblast 2 to draw 1 guys became so much better than... IRL. Right. And they would still saw a little bit of play IRL anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Because well, you could also bully rear guards with it um, yep. in real life, so people would be like, oh, okay, and that's fine. Even outside of, like, Lampold Reverse, where you played, like, maximum Lamp Camel. <laughs> Such a fun deck. Which is probably one of the... I think I also played them in Zeal before mm -hmm. that, before Break Rides came out. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because, you know, they were... I mean, this dimension plays your regards mostly don't matter, so... Yeah. Well, because you also had that guy that was like, if they're at 8k or less when you hit, you draw, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, not free. No, it was free. It It's, uh... I'm sure. Yeah. Is that I, early? I forgot the guy's name. It's like an 8k grade 2... Um, 
I'm hoping it's under support or something. Uh, uh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? No, it's not. Damn it. Oh, well. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I'll, 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 I'll find it eventually if it's in a set that matters. Yeah. But go on. <laughs> um, but uh, actually, Leopold Reverse is what I've been playing in Vanguard Zero. And uh, it's, it's quite good because they also added an effect onto it where if Leo hits, you can, uh, or Leo Reverse hits, you counterblast two and stand something. <laughs> Hits Vanguard, sorry. So so it'll be a thing where you attack with both guys, like one dopes the other, and then you attack with uh, Leo Reverse. On hit, you're going to stand one of them, but maybe you'll get a stand trigger to stand the other one. It's good stuff. That's another thing with Zero, is that they can add effects to older cards that maybe weren't so good the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Or, like, you know, pro- like a problem-solving thing, where, like, this was kind of clunky the first time. Like, like here's an example. So Galactic Beast Zeal in the original game, was act counterblast 2, choose one of your opponent's vanguard, it gets minus 1k for each uh, rear guard you have on once per turn, and then also the 1k if it's on top of uh, the grade 2 zeal. Now, the zero version of zeal is limit break 4, counterblast 2, to have all of your opponent's uh, units get plus 1, or minus 1k for each of your units. Retire all of those rear guards with uh, power 0 or less. And then also on Van, when it, it hits a Vanguard, you can Persona Blast and have one of your opponent's units give uh, power minus 5k, retire that uh, rear guard with zero or less. So it turned into this thing where, like, there's the debuffing, but once you start hitting negative numbers, it blows stuff up in the in the meantime, too. Yeah, but actual negative numbers is still hilarious. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. But it's also super cool to see him do the... Like, in the game, when you do the effect, it's like uh, multicolored lasers coming out of them, and then they'll blow stuff up when it uh, makes it hit zero. I don't know. It's cool to look at. Mm. Also, another thing with zeros, you don't get to keep your drive checks, right? Yes, they go back into deck, bottom of deck. Um, <laughs> so I think because of uh, guarding not really being a problem, I think that would be a little too crazy. You'd run through your deck too fast. Um because mm-hmm. decks are, what, 40 cards, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the the, that's mm. the same case in uh, Duel Links, where decks are uh, less than they are in the real game. Mm-hmm. Um, is that just for time purposes, or what's the deal with that? Um, wait, for zero? Either or. Uh, whatever virtual version of the, the game. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I think part of that is just that because there are no great zeros in Vanguard Zero, that the deck is just smaller. Yeah. Um, that's another cool thing about Zero, is that you can um, y- you can basically make your grade 3s whatever triggers you want. Mm-hmm. So the strategy of the deck changes based on, uh, off the push of a button. There are lots of other skills like that where uh, you can't really do that in real life. You have the chess timer thing, um, like like you do on uh, Edo Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, you have stuff where it's like, uh, like in a Darker Regulars, there are the the cards like Demon Bike, Demon Chariot, and uh, Demon. What's the third one? Bike Chariot. Whatever. The, the, the demon whatevers of the witching hour. Mm. When you play them, another copy is added to the deck. 
and then shuffled in. Um, so that you have the opportunity to soul charge more of them and get their effects up, because they get 2k for each copy of them in soul. Right. Um, obviously, you couldn't do that in real life. There's also stuff where it's like, when you soul charge a heal, it go, a, a grade zero heal is added to the deck and shuffled. Um, I think that is a good use of a virtual medium. Um, and I, I know it's different and not very good for testing, but uh, it, it's still like become kind of its own creature that I think is interesting and a cool time capsule for that era of the game of like the early stages of Vanguard, which I hear we're getting Legion soon, which would be weird and interesting. Yikes. Yep. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure how Zero is going to be able to handle things like Legion and especially Stride. Yeah, I'm a little uh, paranoid about that. So I found the monster that Atlas was talking about. Oh. It's Fusion Monster Bug Read, and it didn't come out until BT-13, so get out of my face. (laughs) Okay. All right, you're right. Bug Reading? And it's the effect I was talking about, right? If it hit, if they hit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it didn't come out until way after break rates. Okay, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It's okay, I forgive you. <laughs> Rupert, were you saying stuff before I interrupted yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, like another thing is that when you drive check your grade three triggers, they go into the drop zone or something. I know they don't Correct. go back into your deck. Yeah, they, they go into the drop zone. They yeah, sorry. I have no idea how they're going to handle Stride because it's a lot harder to find your grade 3s when half of the time they're leaving your deck because you drove check them. Yeah. It would be kind of interesting if Stride either becomes a thing that's ancillary where people are like, I guess I can't really do it all that often, so I won't bother, or they'll find some other way to pay for it. Yeah. Which, uh, it, watch watch them do the thing More where it's like, right. Are they going to fix the problems with Stride that we have, and I guess Legion too, that we've been dealing with in our current in Hellsk? I guess the way power changes means grade one rush wouldn't be as effective anymore, huh? No, it wouldn't. But uh, it would be very interesting to see them go, okay, to Stride, you can either discard your grade three or pay 100 crystals or whatever the, the game's currency is. Uh, if if they were to like go the completely shitty route, which uh, I'm not ruling that out yet. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder if Ripples might manage to do something in zero. The, they again. are they are pretty good as they are now. Um, you got you got a couple of them coming out. The revival legion hasn't obviously come yet, but you'll see. Um, Anything else you want to add about Zero before we move on to the other options for, uh... Nope. Alright, so... I mean, I don't play Zero, so I don't have anything to say. Understandable. Alright, uh, Tabletop Simulator or CFA? Who wants to go first? Let's talk about CFA, since it's a more popular one. Alright, yeah. so, Card Fighter. And it's the one that's, like, built for Vanguard, because Tabletop is just something people add up onto the game. That's true. I guess I could. We could just have that be the last one as like a nice little bow, because yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, CFA. What's up? Uh, it looks horrible. Number one. Yes, it does. But it definitely does the job. It's much more like Dueling Book, where you have to kind of make all the decisions yourself, mm-hmm. and you're kind of just hoping mm-hmm. that the developers put in whatever new mechanic is being dealt with. Yeah. So like people are you know doing some pretty sketchy stuff just to get like kind of the ride deck in order at least before the patch. 
And uh, everything seems to break the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Vanguard has introduced a lot of complicated mechanics that do not play well with area. What, like, uh, the right deck just being the latest one. But there was also stuff like imaginary gifts with like Excel circles and all that stuff. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, they made it work, but, like, that was weird. I don't know how they're handling overdress right now for uh, area. What else is uh, there? They released a patch. I'm not sure. It, had, it was pretty buggy on release. I'm not sure how much of that they fixed. Mm-hmm. But uh, CFA is and not then... owned by Boucherud. It's Correct. independent. No, it is. Yeah, it is Russian programming. One thing that bothers yep. me about CFA is everything's like a button press instead of uh, cursor centric. Oh, it's it's the worst. I always hit escape when I'm like looking through my deck and then I close the whole client. Yeah, that's there's really a lot of, annoying. There's a lot of just like incredibly frustrating things about CFA that's mostly my fault because like we should know, but it's like works so unnaturally. It's kind of like when they design doors to like like they like imagine they design a door that looks like a pull door, right? Yeah, and you try to pull it, it's like no, it's a push door. Like, why design the door that way? Well, where it's got like the the handle like curved yeah. outward toward you, you're like, oh, you would grab it and pull. Usually. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like I don't care that pushes. I'm not reading that. I'm looking at the door. I'm looking at how it's shaped and at, reacting accordingly. Yeah, it looks like a pull door. Usually it's, it's, a it's, it's, usually a push door has like that bar, right? You push right. against the bar, or, or you know, yeah, like a solid thing to push, or nothing. Yeah, because like, oh, there's no handle. I guess I push it. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's the point of even putting the handle there on a push door? It's also really hard to use on uh, on Mac, which, that's fair, but... Uh, yeah. That's what you get for having a Mac or something. Thanks. Way, 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 to, way to support your friends there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> also, one big problem I have with CFA is, like, aside from the one... They, like, finally made something for, like, searching top five for a grade three or something like that. But they haven't really added anything for just searching your deck in general. Like, most of the time, you have to just manually put things into the bind zone. But then you also have to actually bind cards sometimes. Oh, with, like, a random number of cards, like seven or something? Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. They should add definitely a look at top X option. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty nice. Wait, so you can't... There's no, like, see deck or, you know, view deck button? I mean, you can look at your deck, but you have but to look like, at your But, like, you want to look at, like, top seven, right? Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's no, like, look at top something. Yeah. So there's this no button for, like, searching X number of cards from your deck. Mm-hmm. Like, they... It's weird because they did it for a few cards. I'll, like, there are certain cards that, are, that were, like, on play. You can search your deck for a grade three or something. It doesn't work for the actual grade three searchers, ironically, but like there were a couple cards where they actually do have a search function, so we know that they can make it. They just have Yeah, I believe the um the old ride chains have it for whatever fucking reason. And then they just never did it again. Oh, like the uh the like if you rode this on top, yeah. like the top seven yeah, for yeah, the, the grade two or three. Or... Like I know it was worked for like Magatsu maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And but there like... are like occasional searchers that it will work when you when you place it like do you want to activate the skill yes and it'll search however many cards for you but they don't do it consistently and there's no button for you to just do it so like searching your deck sucks when it 
Especially as they add, add more and more different zones for you to remove cards to. Oh my god. <laughs> the prison must be a pain in the ass. Like, I was just using the remove from game zone because, like, you have to use the bind zone for searching your deck. So I can't actually bind cards lest I get confused. So anytime I have to remove something if from play effectively i have to just use the remove from game zone which is also where things like gift markers or g assist cards go well now there's no g assist anymore because mm -hmm. of the right deck so that's good at least yeah for standard um yeah like the game keeps adding new zones to remove things too and i i haven't tried the new area patch to be fair but up until this point, they hadn't managed to actually fix any of that. Mm -hmm. the, the, the like, one listener who has the new area patch, he's not talking about... Why hasn't he tried it? Why? <laughs> oh, my God. I, my, I, I really hated that everything had, like, a key press mac, you know, macro to it, and none of them were, in, like, intuitive at all. Like Matt was mentioning with, like, escape would just close the whole thing. Um, or like, like control clicking I think was like looking at your soul locking a card uh, you have to press delete to delete your, your vanguard though, because control clicking makes you look at your soul I mean deleting to delete your vanguard is intuitive to be fair yeah Um, but uh, like it would just be easier if you could like you know, right-click, control-click, and just be like, a bunch of options pop up. Look, it's soul. You know, soul black. Something would just make it easier. Yeah, like, you have to manually soul blast. You have to, like, go into your soul, click on every individual card, and move them into the drop zone one at a time. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> God, for, God forbid you, you do something like a, a Bruce... Right, you gotta go in there. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, you think that's bad? Have you ever played Genesis? <laughs> no. Have I'm, you ever I'm... played Darker Regulars and you have to constantly click on your Vanguard to count how much soul you have? Oh my god. Chris must be having, like, the opposite of the time of his life. Mm -hmm. It's pretty It's pretty obnoxious, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. But, like, soul decks are obnoxious even, like, if you're playing even on tabletop simulator or something. That soul decks are just as bad. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's just, well, like, like, having a really nice client, to, even just to play soul decks, would be really, really convenient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there are, like, certain... Where, there are decks where you want to be soul blasting certain cards, which would make automation a bit hard, but, like... I mean, it, the, the, the compromise there would be make it... Uh, you could, like, have a toggle switch for automatic soul blast versus yeah. not. Or just, uh, even something like the ability to just highlight multiple cards and move all of them at once would be nice. Oh, yeah. That, that'd be cool. So you just, like, click and drag to get that nice box, and then everything's highlighted. Drag and yes. drop. Yeah. Would be would be real cool. I, I, I know we're, we're kind of, like, just complaining without really offering much of a solution when it comes to, like, implementation and programming but uh it's just something that not just here with like independent uh programmers which we'll get to tabletop simulator in a bit but i'm surprised that bougie hasn't gone the konami route and just 
make something that is kind of like what your game is like presently. Just for people to test with. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise my ass is printing off proxies at the, in my work printer. <laughs> cutting them out. Hey, works. Valid. Yeah. The, the, they're, in, they're in black and white because it's, it's a laser printer, not, not a color printer. And, mm, uh, yeah. It, it's like in the, the video games from the 90s when you haven't unlocked that character yet. I gotta fight 25 more people online to unlock Zangief or whatever. It, it's just... <laughs> And also, and also, like printing out proxies can be hard if there's no English translated picture of it. Oh yeah, then you gotta either like have them written down on another piece of paper or for, memorize them, and hope your opponent are, like understands you. Right? They're just like, yeah, I think I believe you. Or you gotta have the thing saved on your phone. Be like, here, read. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. This is all pre-COVID time stuff, by the way. You can't really do that now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think COVID really just highlighted the lack of an online simulator. Mm -hmm. And I think it would, like, increase uh, interest in the game, because I, I feel like it would be easier for me yeah. to teach a friend, or when my girlfriend goes, hey, what are you doing over there? And I explain it to her, and she doesn't want to break up with me. That would be nice. Um, by just going, here, try this online simulator that has, like, an instruction booklet. Hmm. Or a, or a how-to or something. Even if it's and just like, like a Switch game, that's something. Yeah. And like Magic the Gathering has kind of proven that like you can still sustain the physical TCG even having an all online alternative. Yeah. Probably make more... And, you know, if they just start direct charging people for cards, they could probably make more money having an online client. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they have zero as it stands right now. you got to pay money for crystals or whatever if you want. Unless you're me and incredibly stubborn. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, like, having more points of entry for someone to learn your game or play your game if it's been a while or just if they're on, on the bus or on a plane or something, I guess, mm -hmm. Uh it, it it still like peaks interest in the game proper because the tactile feeling of playing with cards is a, is an experience you can't really recreate online. Yeah, and, the, and like people are still gonna go to their locals to like hang out with friends and especially like for major tournaments and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, and the, they're they're gonna make YouTube channels and start podcasts and be around for almost five years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? We're coming up on a five-year anniversary this July. Oh, God. <laughs> what have I been doing with my life? I can't believe it lasted this long. We've been going for five people? years, and we still have, like, a one one-hundredth of different fights views. Patreon.com slash Nexus at night. What? Whatever. Different fight, <laughs> different, different fight uh, he pulls the people in, man. Yeah. Different fight, and, different fight and solemn are the... The goats, and they've both been on our show, so you know what? That's an honor. Thank you, both of you. Got him. Um, <laughs> multiple times, I might add. Uh, yes. So now we, we we come to the coup de gras, the tabletop simulator, which is all of the games we've mentioned combined plus everything else. Yeah, tabletop simulator has a problem of being. Uh, so first of all, importing cards is really obnoxious. Yes. Because you have to do everything yourself, basically. Mm -hmm. So, Table Simulator gives you infinite freedom, which is good. 
But the downside is it also gives you infinite freedom. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you just have to do a lot of work to get started. And it's still like, really annoying to play Soldex. So it's no surprise that a lot of people prefer to play on ZFA. Mm-hmm. Because you're mostly doing the same amount of work, except that CFA is like easier builder. You don't need to worry about that, right? And people generally update it pretty quickly. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, it's, I think tabletop simulator has a lot going for it, and that it looks really nice. It doesn't offend my eyes, mm-hmm. but it does require a bit more effort to get going. Yeah. Plus, you could do stuff like custom cards if you'd like, which. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I, I think that's a neat idea that more uh, online simulators could do with. I think Dueling Book has that too, where you can make custom cards and there's like a room for it. Um, which is neat. I, I like that idea. Um, but uh, I, I don't think that uh, Tabletop Simulator is uh, really a, an elegant solution either, because having to do all the work yourself is a huge pain in the ass. Correct. Um, so to that I say, Bougieroad, because you have this new, uh, this new team, this new design team, you're starting from the ground up again. Uh, we will not fault you if you make an online client akin to an Edo Pro or a Dueling Book or a Magic Online uh, that people can play with. Even if it's just overdressed stuff, I'll be happy. Please. I don't Please. want to have to drive 45 minutes to my locals. I don't want to have to buy a whole new computer to play CFA. I mean, you probably will anyways, because lol, Max. Shut up. Shut, shut up accurately, but shut up. <laughs> just buy a gaming laptop already, damn it. I just, I just bought a whole freaking computer not too long ago. That's true. What? So did I, but mine isn't going to be here until, like, July. I built a pre-built because it's so annoying to build a computer these days because graphics cards are a giant meme. Yes. So I, I did not do that. I just bought a pre-built. I, ha- I got a custom-ordered one. Or cust- a customized pre-built. That's what I'm thinking of. So, so it's basically, you know, like, I did that. none of the work of putting it together. I didn't have to mail parts back for dumb dumb, some dumbass reason. And it's just done. So, you know, uh, people can say what they want about me, about how uh, I'm so lazy. We don't even save that much uh, building your own PC anymore. Hey, no, everything's yeah. a gigantic meme. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know it's probably cheaper to get a pre-built right now. It might be. <laughs> you know it's truly lazy? Getting a Mac. Yeah, but how am I going to play video games on that? That's what I'm saying. I know, right? I, I, I was doing the work for you guys, and you didn't even take the best son of a bitch. All right. You know what? Am I going to pay twice as much money for less performance that I can't... Uh, nice UI or something? I don't know. I'm done with I this. don't even like Apple's UI. It's a, it's a losing argument that I can't win or something. Uh, I think that about does it for this, but like b- before I, I wrap up here, I, or we wrap up here, I just want to say that uh, as you, the listener, do, do you think that uh, Boucherode could... You know, knuckle up and actually make an online simulator for Vanguard. What would it look like to you? Yeah. What platform would it be on? Uh, an easy will way. Will it be derailed by anime again? Will it be derailed by the anime again? Uh, you can uh, let us know what you think uh, on Twitter, Instagram at Nexus at Night, uh, or you can find uh, find us in the same places. Where can they find you guys? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Wickham's Two G's Two Z's. Find me at Plasma Clips. Uh, find me at Atlas Novak, uh, N-O-V-A-C-K, 
And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you Sunday for our uh, bonus show, or Monday, sorry, bonus show for uh, Nexus Tangents every Monday on our pat- uh, patreon.com slash nexus at night. Uh, five bucks or more a month. It's the price of a cup of coffee. You get a whole ass bonus show every week plus a bunch of other stuff. Coffee. Coffee. Coffee talk. I was Atlas. I'm still back. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.